GNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome into all sports talk on this Monday. Jeff Jordan with me as always. Um, Tim Tackett as well. It is playoff time in football for sure. We're going to talk Middle Tennessee basketball. We're going to talk Middle Tennessee football. We're going to talk Titans. We're going to talk World Series. And uh, Jeff, we're going to talk... Getting a furnace fixed, uh, heating, uh, just a fuse. Just a fuse today, that is correct. That's a good thing. Of all things could be wrong, that's a good thing. I assume fans heating and air did the, did the trick for you. Yeah, well, every, every, everything is, I better not do any of that. But, it, yes, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well, any thoughts on, on the uh, playoffs, just in a broad picture for football going into it? You talking about high school? For, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, playoffs now. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know that I do. I don't believe we'll. I, I think Oakland will have an excellent shot at at repeating, and they're really repeating the repeating, aren't they? Um, so I mean, they've got an opportunity to do that, and most people don't. They've been in the playoffs for years and years, and at some level, and they and they will be this time. I think they have the best chance. Um, uh, we've got some other people that'll win a first round, maybe a second round game. You, you and I just talked with Brian Barrett before we came on the air, and and he mentioned something I did not realize the, the streak. It's, did he say twenty three years straight that the Rutherford County School's been in the semifinals of of the playoffs? Yes, I believe that's correct. It'd be a combination of Riverdale, Oakland, Smyrna, I would say, wouldn't you think? Top four, that's right. That's pretty remarkable. It is remarkable. Um, and and what's I guess kind of sad about it, and not about that, but the fact is that both Blackman and Siegel have just barely missed yeah, the yeah. Final Four uh, a couple of times, and uh, we, we, it could even be a more impressive record. Well, the, the, the thing people need to understand, there's no way that more than, from classification, more than one Rutherford County school can get to the semifinals. Right. It's not, it's not like the two best teams make it to the state championship game. It's you, The state's divided in half, regions one through four, We'll play Duke it out to get to get there, and regions five through eight will get there, and so that means Riverdale and Oakland can't possibly get to the there or Blackman at the same time, and Siegel as well. Sure, uh, and and there are still a, a, a tons of people that don't realize that even though it's just ten miles down the road, Smyrna's on the other side of the state as far as the <laughs> that's what, that's what you get for being in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, right? that's right. And really, really, if you look at it uh, on on paper, it makes sense. Uh, it, it does. Sure. The, uh, the equal number of teams, roughly, on both sides of the state. And, and Smyrna's in the, sort of a Nashville kind of thing, and uh, which is good for them, by the way, as we know. Uh, and But there are a lot of teams in Nashville, and they're all in the West. 
and Riverdale and, uh, and Oakland and Siegel and Blackman and, and, and Rockvale. They're in the Wouldn't east. Would you imagine they took a, took a map and put dots on the map and say we need 47 over on this side, we need 47 <laughs> on this side, and, and start in the, uh, in the mountains and start at the Mississippi River and come toward the middle and finally find there is a spot. And, and I'm sure that somewhere along the line they had to figure out, do we want to cut Smyrna in this way or do we want to cut Church Creek in that way? Right. Or McGavick or, you know, there had to be several schools in there that eh, could have gone either way. Right. And, of course, it's, um, it's the, way, the way it's figured, it's by regions. So you've got eight regions yeah. where you're going to have four regions on one side and four regions on the other side. And Smyrna happens to be in, in, in the region that goes west. Well, we've got uh, four teams in. Riverdale came on strong, Jeff, to the end of the season. Big win over National East and uh, had to beat uh, Sturge Creek to get in the playoffs and did that in a very resounding fashion. Right, and I think they're – well, we, I know we're going to go through the brackets here in a minute and, and look at our local squads. I think we've got seven from Rutherford County, I believe, that are, that are in something, somewhere. Um, and it's um, – I think Riverdale's reward if they win, and they may not. By the way, <laughs> they've got a tough opponent on the road, um, but I think their their reward will be to play Oakland again. Sure. <laughs> so maybe that's not a reward. I don't know, but I'm um, sure I'm sure the Riverdale would would like another shot. I was going to say, sure. Yeah, that's that's what you want to do. You got to take them as they come, and we'll we will go through the bracket. Mentioned that four teams, of course, out of Region Four, because. They're all out of Rutherford County, so we had to get four there. Right. Eagleville, tough night Friday night against Fayetteville. My gosh, yes. we knew that team was good. We, I'm not sure we knew that team was that good, or, but uh, they could be a state champion, and Eagle had a tough night, but they're in the playoffs and uh, have, have a chance to fight another day. Well, uh, we pretty much knew, I guess, that they were not going to beat Fayetteville. I, I, don't, I don't know whether that matters or not. But Fayetteville, I think, is unbeaten, I believe, and they've won a state championship before, and they're still a fairly new school. So we'll see. For us, us old people, remember back to the days when Lincoln County was the, the team in Middle Tennessee, one of the teams to beat year in, year out, year in, year out. Well, that was before Fayetteville City opened high school, right? Right. Fayetteville City opens high school, and a lot of those really good football players end up in a single-A school. Did you have- that's a pretty good combination of winning to take Lincoln County talent and put it in single A. I don't know how that worked down there. I uh, I would evidently there were no football people. I I don't know why they opened Fayetteville. I, I guess maybe the Lincoln County was crowded. I, I I don't know why would you do that. But you had to know that well, you, this was going to damage Lincoln you, County football. You and I both, being veteran school board people, should have some kind of insight on that for 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 a city to open a their own school system doesn't have to be get the grace from the state of Tennessee to do that. Yeah. I mean, Lincoln County high school couldn't tell Fayetteville city. They couldn't open up, but certainly the the, uh, commission of education could have done so, but I'm sure they had a compelling reason that they wanted the city wanted to open a high school. I'm not sure why that'd be Murfreesboro city, for example, has no high schools. Right. But if they petitioned the state say, we want to open up a high school, for, for the Murfreesboro City School District, which right now runs just K through six, conceivably they could do that, right? They could do it, absolutely. So that, apparently that's what happened. But Lincoln County, as we know, the, the, the 5A school, I guess it is now, 
has not fared very well since uh, Fayetteville City opened up. But they are in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs this time around. Right. Middle Tennessee Christian School has a puncher's chance, Jeff, to go pretty deep as they did last year in the, in the playoffs. They do, uh, yes. The, the Division two is, is a different animal. Generally speaking, there's a lot more balance there from top to the very bottom. The, 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 the top team in single A in, in Division one and, the, and the, the last team in single A, there's going to be a, a 12 touchdown disparity, wouldn't you think? I would think so, yes. In Division two, that's not likely to be the case. The, the worst team in Division two, whatever classification you want to go to, will, will probably not be nearly that big an underdog against the number one team. But a lot of a lot of opportunities there for Middle Tennessee Christian. We'll see how that works out. And, of course, we mentioned Smyrna being in the western side of the 6A deal. They are in the playoffs as a number – Two seed? Yeah, I believe that's right. Uh, when we actually go through the games. Well, let's, the... let's, let's take our break, Jeff. All right. And that way we can go through the game without uh, having to check things out. Uh, remind everyone that Rick Stocks Alive is uh, up next on WGNS at 6 o'clock. We'll get to Blue Raider football here in just a bit. But right now, let's take a break. We'll be back with more. You know, everyone has a more. First, it's a pony. Then to be on the cheer squad, your more grows up just like you do. But your more can still carry you away or make you cheer. At First Bank, banking local gets you more. More of our time, more access to local bankers, more flexibility, and more product choices. Because getting more empowered and confident helps you pursue your more. That never grows old. First Bank. Bank local. Get more. Member FDIC. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month or covered by most health insurance. So if you don't live near a Low T Center or you're just busy and need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy and to get started, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com to book online. Low T Center. Reinventing Men's Healthcare. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find find it even costs less. Hello, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Often when a man or woman finish pre-planning their funerals with me, I hear, we should have done this 10 years ago. Or, I thought about doing this years ago, but just never got around to it. Seems that we often put off the inevitable for ourselves. As one wise pastor put it, it's never too late to do what's right. Why not mark down on your calendar to call me to talk about your funeral needs at 615-893-2422. It's never too late. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought to you by Fans Heating and Air and Lee Collin Financial Services with Edward Jones. We promised to get into the playoff bracket. So, Jeff, you've got them right there in front of you. Let's just read on and we'll comment here in just a minute. Well, we'll go over the, the games, that, uh, the levels where we have one or more teams. Um, and you mentioned Eagleville earlier. They're, the Eagles are 6-4. and four, and 
Coach Walker, he gets them in the playoffs just about every year, and he did so this year. They they go to Dresden. Dresden is eight and two, and Dresden's and, good, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah, I know you're right. And Dresden will host the game. And by the way, uh, uh, the, everything is played at seven o'clock local time. So if you you know, I, I think we're all at seven o'clock in this case, but we may not be later on in the year if you have to go over to the eastern side of the state to play. But anyway, that's okay. Also, I wanted to I just uh, circle this on the brackets and cause, because we have listeners in Cannon County, as mm-hmm. you're aware, and and the Lions are in the, are in the playoffs at four and six, uh, and and they go to Loudon, um, which is over in East Tennessee. So there's a game that'll be played at six o'clock, Murfreesboro time, um, and I'm I'm proud of the Lions. They've they've had a real struggle yeah, the, over you know, the years. The, the, the Lions are not roaring real loud, but Jeff, they at least are not whimpering anymore. Uh, you know, yeah, you you mentioned they they went many many years that they were fortunate to get a win or two a, a year. Yeah. Now that they've got a pretty formidable uh, program over there. Yes, and I I think maybe they had a, a year or two where they didn't win any. I think sure. maybe or certainly one or two. Um, and I, I want to go down to uh, Division Two, Class A, and that is Middle Tennessee Christian School, eight and two, another great year um, for them. And uh, and they will host a game on on Friday night, seven o'clock, and they're playing uh, Tipton uh, Rosemark, who are two and six. Uh, and and um, so the Christian School is there again, um, and they've had some great years, as you know. Which brings us to uh, the one that I guess a lot of people follow, uh, and that's uh, 6A. All our, our local teams will start with Smyrna. They're in the West, of course. They'll host a game at the Dog Pound. So I imagine that'll be – Yeah, La- and La- Laverne had a shot to get into the playoffs and were not able to beat McGavitt this past Friday night, so that took them out. Right. Well, Smyrna's uh, uh, had an excellent record uh, – I believe they were. I believe they were eight and one. Um, I think that's correct. They, they play Hendersonville, uh, four and six, uh, Friday night at the Dog Pound. And uh, if the if the purple and gold come through like they usually do, the place will be full. Uh, and uh, it's hard to play at the Dog Pound. I can tell you that much. Um, th- th- this gets us to the uh, the the, uh, the other six uh, A schools and uh, Stewart's Creek will take on Coffee County. Well, one of their best teams that they've had in a long time. And Coffee County will host um, on Friday night. So uh, the the Bulldogs will be a formidable opponent. No question about that. Um, excuse me, Stewart's Creek will, will be a formidable opponent with Coffee County. I would think Coffee County might be favored in that ball game, but I don't I don't know. Blackman uh, will host a game on Friday night. They are eight and two. They take on Cookville, and they pounded Cookville mm-hmm. early in the year. And, uh, and I, I'm hoping that they'll do it again. Um, Riverdale uh, will uh, has to go to Lebanon on Friday night, and uh, that will be tough. Uh, I, I'm not saying they can't win at all. They certainly can. But uh, I think that's a very, very even football game. Uh, Lebanon is good, and, and Riverdale is good, and maybe – Possibly peaking. I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure, but it seems like maybe they may be. They've been a little bit up and up and down. And um, Oakland <laughs> will uh, will host a game Friday night, and they will uh, they will destroy Shelbyville. I'm afraid uh, for for uh, for the Golden Eagles of Shelbyville. But anyway, that that's the game. You got to take what's there. Well, you know where you're matched up. Yeah, you know yeah. if if you're Shelbyville and 
you got that game to play. From a coaching standpoint, Jeff, it's, uh, I would think difficult to keep your kids mentally up for because they're, they're tired this time of year. Football's a tough, hard, nasty game. You've been playing pretty much in the in the dirt for since July, end of July, and you get to the end of the deal, and, and your reward for getting in the playoffs is to get to take on Oakland. Uh, but uh, strange things have happened, but that, that would be amongst the strangest if, if it were to be pulled off. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen around the state or not. The odds say that somebody will have a major, gigantic upset sure. somewhere. I don't know where it'll be. Well, but you I remember Middle Tennessee beat Michigan State. <laughs> yes, didn't that, I did. Didn't that qualify as a oh, 15 that, over a two seed? Gigantic, yes. Uh, I also remember beating Kentucky. But anyway, moving on, um, I don't think that's going to be the Oakland game. I don't, I don't believe that that will be the upset. But some number one uh, will, will lose somewhere. But there will, there will be some regions that will sweep. For example, the Region 4 has done that before. Yes. Uh, the, the four team beating one team is not likely to happen in most places, but in in the case of Rutherford County Schools, the number four squad beating the number one on the other side is not out of the, out of the question at all. No, I would agree with that, and I think uh, you, you mentioned this last time, and I, I don't I don't know where you go from here, you know, with your football team, but you've been practicing uh, roughly twelve weeks since the season started. And uh, and and you've been going probably whatever it is three weeks or a month before that, and uh, and pretty good heat to decent weather maybe, and you have spent all this time, and this could be any team by the way, you spent this time proving that the last place that you need to be is in the playoffs, and <laughs> you're just you're just not a good football team. So where do you go? The playoffs, and who do you play in? Shovable's case this time, the worst, the best team in the state. That's who they're playing. So probably, I guess. So that's not. You just you kind of want to say, well, maybe we'll just stay home. Well, it's a product <laughs> of going to six classifications and and, and and playing. Some regions, Jeff, only have four teams, which right. means all four teams go to the playoffs. Whether they're zero and ten, they're going to get in the playoffs. They know they're going into the season. That's the tough part about this thing, Jeff. And, and, and you say, well, why do some regions have four and some regions have seven? Put those dots on the map again and try to circle them out. And when you've got four fairly close schools together, and the fifth school, if you've made the region, is 70 miles away. It's not so bad for the four schools to go that way, but take that school that's 70 miles away from the other four and say, you've got to play in this region over here and travel every week someplace else. Geography has a lot to do with it. And trying to be fair to schools and – I don't like the idea of a four-team region, but sometimes it just is the most practical thing to do. I guess so. I I, uh, I I also know, and I think I mentioned this last week or the week before, that you have uh, just about every year somebody somewhere in the state who are going to play football all year long, but they're ineligible for the playoffs. Yes. For some reason. Uh, sometimes there it was a discipline thing of, a rules problem, that was their punishment. Anyway, it doesn't happen often. But I don't know if it happened this year or not. But that also subtracts a team from the region. Sure. They know going in that they're not eligible, not going to be able to go. And uh, so uh, now I'm, I am I know we're not at basketball yet, and, and we'll be there pretty soon. But I, I, uh, I, I still feel in basketball that I, I think I can make a real case 
for doing away with the district tournament altogether. Mm-hmm. But uh, but and I think I know I can make a real case for going away from teams that are third and fourth in the region to be finished. Only send two teams. Now a lot of people would be against that, and I understand it. I I, I get why people are against it. Uh, but you shouldn't be rewarded for a loss and for not doing particularly well. Uh, but, on the other hand, there are, in the case of football, there are teams that finish third and fourth that are plenty good. We'll talk basketball, obviously, up the line a little bit, but uh, the Warren County situation in Riverdale 1979 comes mm. to mind. Where Warren County lost to Riverdale four times, twice in the regular season, once in district play, once in region play, and then won the state championship. Mm, no. No? They never played. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they didn't play. But, okay. That year. Okay, well, I, I apologize. Well, no reason to apologize, but what the, no. the situation that you're talking about has happened before where teams played numerous times. And even in one case, I believe it involved uh, um, somebody up in East Tennessee, Pickett County or somewhere, they, they had lost uh, to a, another really good team many times. Mm-hmm. But in the big one, in the last one, they didn't lose. Well, Warren County did beat Riverdale in 79. Oh, they did. Uh, and they were not favored <laughs> to do it. Not supposed to. <laughs> Riverdale was undefeated going into the game. Am I right? that, that is correct. Okay, that part I got right. Let's take a break. I'll re- regroup here while Chip Walters <laughs> brings our uh, good news from uh, El Paso on the Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Brew, here's what you've been missing. But it's not like falling off Mount Everest or something. <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Brew with John, Brian, and Dalton. <laughs> the guy's still falling. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. Quite busy to the north now on 65 up through Millersville as you continue up towards Portland. Traffic's still moving out here on I-40. Just watch your speed through Mount Julian as it builds even more 65 south, making your way down through Williamson County. Ripley's Gatlinburg is your one-stop destination for family fun. Check them out online at ripley's.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When severe weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. 
When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance, 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It was a good weekend for Middle Tennessee football out in the West Texas town of El Paso, Texas, where the Blue Raiders started and finished strong in the Mountain Time Zone on Saturday night riding the wave of a 10-0 first quarter and 14-3 second half to blast past UTEP 24-13 in the Sun Bowl. The Blue Raiders are now 4-4 four and four overall. They are 1-3 in the conference. The Blue Raiders forced four three and outs on defense, never allowing the Miners to sustain any momentum on the offensive side of the ball. Jacoby Thomas was excellent in his second career start, registering six tackles and recording his first career interception, setting up the Blue Raiders' touchdown of the second half. Looking at some of the other numbers, Frank Pizant ran for 100 yards on 20 carries. The Blue Raiders had a great night from Chase Cunningham, who threw for 265 yards on 21 of 27 throwing the football. Jalen Lane was on the receiving end of seven of those for 147 yards. He uh, made seven catches on eight targets. Also uh, getting a touchdown was his first as a Blue Raider was Memphis transfer Jeremy Tate. The uh, uh, lane with 147 yards and 78 yards after catch was our built Ford tough player of the game. Middle Tennessee now turns around, has to go back on the road again to take on Louisiana Tech. You kind of have to wonder what Conference USA is thinking sometimes when it comes to schedules. Louisiana Tech played a road game last Friday night, and Middle Tennessee had to play late Saturday night in the Mountain Time Zone, and now the Blue Raiders travel to Louisiana Tech and virtually, Tech is going to have two extra days of, uh, of rest than Middle Tennessee will, plus the Raiders having to travel again. Elsewhere over the weekend, uh, Tech did lose at FIU 42-34 in double overtime. Charlotte hammered Rice 56-23. North Texas hammered Western Kentucky 40-13. And FAU upended UAB 24 24- 17. Right now, UTSA leads the conference race at 4-0. If the championship game were held today, they would face North Texas, who's 4-1. Western and FAU, 3-2. FIU and Rice, 2-2. UAB and UTEP, 2-3. Middle and Louisiana Tech are both 1-3 in the league. Charlotte is 1-4. And uh, after the Raiders go to Louisiana Tech, they will have two straight home games after that. All right, let's take a look at volleyball. Middle Tennessee gave maximum effort over the weekend in a five-set battle with Florida Atlantic. The five-set match saw career highs and even program records be set and pushed to new levels. Middle now 15-9 and nine overall. 
They are 4-6 and six in Conference USA, and they found themselves on a two-match win streak after sweeping the season series with the FAU Owls. And for her efforts, Edry Rota was named Conference USA Freshman of the Week after her performance in the weekend series sweep. All right, women's basketball, the Lady Raiders cruised to a 95-38 win over Christian Brothers in their exhibition opener on Friday night. Tomorrow night, the Lady Raiders will be uh, back on the court. It's $2 Tuesday as Middle in an exhibition game takes on UT Southern. It's uh, $2 hot dogs, $2 popcorn, and $2 soft drinks. Coming up tonight at 6 o'clock, Rick Ensel live from the uh, the boulevard. The uh, hope you'll join us for Coach Stock beginning at 6 p.m. right here on WGNS. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk. Tim Tackett and Jeff Jordan. Jeff brought you by Fans Heating and Air. Lee Collin Financial Services with Edward Jones. Middle Tennessee, Jeff, football may be the most unpredictable entity in the history of man. I had someone tell me that the last thing they would do is bet on a Middle Tennessee game, up or down. They've played eight games this year, Jeff. Not one of those games has been less than, uh, as a matter of fact, the El Paso game is the closest game all year long, 11 points win. All of them have been 11 points or more. And it's just hard to read. Now, El Paso's not a great team, but Jeff, to go on the road and beat El Paso after three straight pretty devastating losses, I'm, wasn't shocking, but it was a little surprising to me and to, on the good side of things. I, I agree with you. And uh, on the road, first of all, very difficult to win on the road in any league, certainly this one. Um, and it, everything was, you know, it was tied at the half. So he had everything open for everybody on the second half, and Middle Tennessee had what it took to to get it done. And uh, boy, I tell you what, I that was a maybe people don't look at it that like that. I don't know, but uh, that was a big win, huge win. Um, he gave us four, and and we certainly need six. Well, big win for me and you as fans. Much bigger win for the team itself because they needed something good to happen to to get through these last four games, which are all winnable games, by the way. Right. You trip up at El Paso and you that self-doubt that's there already, got to be. 
we're, we're players are human. They'll say it's not there, but yeah, got to be there a little bit. I would think it, so. It increases sub- substantially if you if you lose, and especially if you lose at a big order at El Paso. Defense is where this team had a chance to be really good, and we saw that early in the season. And then we saw James Madison kick around. We saw UAB kick us around. We saw Western Kentucky kick us around defensively, and all of a sudden, second half, Jeff, they gave up three points. Right, football game. Defense won it. When you give, when you in this day and time, if you can hold a team to thirteen points, you you should win the football game. You're going to win most of them, aren't you? Yes, you will. You will. And the the, the Titans would be a good example of that yesterday. Uh, and we don't talk much pro football on, on here, but and that's okay. But um, yes, if you if you can keep a team under well, probably under under twenty, you're probably going to win. Well, there have been times. This defense has been dominating. Colorado State game, Jeff, the defense was dominating in that football game. The Miami game, the reason they won the football game was a lot of offense, but a ton of it was defense being a dominant side of things. So that gives you a shot. Uh, offensively, they're still struggling a bit, but the good news, I don't know if you listened to the game or not or watched it, but uh, I listened to it. We get the ball back up 24-13 with five and a half minutes to go. The last thing Jeff Middleton's been able to do in the last few years is run the football enough to run the clock down to zero. Guess who had the football when the game ended? We did. We did because we were able to run the football and, and, and burn five, five and a half minutes off the clock. That's, what, that's really what was positive to me about the game. Well, the, you, your offense, and, and, and we need this, um, perhaps a, an extra opportunity or two to do something on offense. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and how do you do that? Well, you stop the other team. You get the ball back somehow, right? You, you, sure. you create a turnover or you, you three and out or whatever you do, and that gives you more opportunities, and our defense is doing that, and it's paid off for us. And doesn't it allow you offensively to do things a little bit differently if you, if you know the defense is rock solid? You don't. Titans are going back to them. A great example of that. They knew going into the football game on Sunday they weren't going to score a lot of points with a backup quarterback. Derrick Henry's awfully good, but even pro teams can stop at some point in time stop Henry from going 580 yards and 17 touchdowns. But uh, middle defensively going into the Louisiana Tech game, the game plan is going to be, I would think, let's don't turn the ball over, let's take care of the ball on the offensive side and let the defense win it for us. Well, and and you, and I think that's I think that's correct. And you, you could watch, and I did watch the Titans yesterday and you, since you brought them up again. And uh, I'm, I'm no football genius by any stretch of the imagination, but – I could I could tell in the first quarter that uh, Houston was not going to be scoring many points. It sure. was it was just obvious. Painfully obvious. Yes, I mean it was just they just couldn't do it, and the Titans were all over them uh, every time they tried anything. They finally got a touchdown uh, in, in the last uh, minute or so, but other than that, they didn't give them much of anything. Well, middle uh, four and four, we do know that the. Four, the three, they're one and three in the conference. The three conference games they've lost to, have been to very good teams. Now, we we hope to be at the point soon, like to be there that you beat the very good teams in the conference. Not say, well, okay, we lost to three good teams. El Paso, Louisiana Tech is up next at two and six. Then you got Charlotte, who has had a struggle all year long. Florida International struggled some, and Florida Atlantic. Now each of those teams, Jeff, have done some things. Charlotte this past week, for example, scored about 53 points, and they hadn't been doing much of anything. Right. They're showing some signs of life. 
point of it all is the four teams middle has left on their schedule is a very much like themselves good game one week lousy game the next week good game one week very unpredictable middle could win all four of those games mid eight and four could they'll have to be at their best to do it but they could do that but jeff they could lose any of those games for sure and uh, louisiana tech at two and six rustin on saturday they're all big but this has been another big game I'm just for winning all four of them. Let's just do that. Well, let's. Can we just mark it down on paper and do it that way? Then? Yeah, we'll just call stock, get him on the phone, tell him we won all four of them. Well, <laughs> it, it, as I say, it's nice to be good on defense and, and, and be good on your defensive line. And right now, it appears that they've made some changes in the defensive backfield, which is going to make the team better. And, and Jeff, they got some players back. Of the, you know, they had the bye week. So you had two weeks to heal up a little bit. I think they got some players back and healthy, and, and that helps them. So we'll just see how it works itself out. Uh, that game is uh, 2.30, the Louisiana Tech game. Am I right on that? I know the two the next year at home at, at 2.30. I think that's correct. Something like I that. I believe that's right. We'll have to see how it works itself out. Uh, and, of course, middle basketball is ready to roll. The women have played one exhibition game. We'll have another one tomorrow night. The men open their season next Monday at 11 o'clock for the uh, Rutherford County student game. Uh, so bring your earplugs and come on out. <laughs> I tell you what, it'll be loud. They'll 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 yell on every basket to make any difference who scores. Yeah, they have a good time. That's that's what you oh, like yeah. to see with kids for sure. Sure, right. sure. All right, Jeff, let's go ahead and take our last break. We'll come back and talk some World Series after this on All Sports Talk. If you're not waking up to the wake up crew, here's what you've been missing. Did you know I can make noise with my left eye? <laughs> I, 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 I was I trying did. to get it on the microphone. Oh, you did. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, juicechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Good afternoon, quite busy to the north now on 65 up through Millersville as you continue up towards Portland. Traffic's still moving out here on I-40. Just watch your speed through Mount Juliet as it builds even more 65 south, making your way down through Williamson County. Ripley's Gatlinburg is your one-stop destination for family fun. Check them out online at ripley's.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at SirPizza. Order a royal feast or create your own pizza online now at SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back into All Sports Talk on this Monday. First Bank is our sponsor of this, of this portion. State-owned bank across the state of Tennessee, and that's where we bank with All Sports Talk and hope that you'll give them a shot. Friendly smiles and great professional service. The World Series is on, one plus one. The Astros jumped out both games pretty quickly. Game one, Phillies came back and... Came from a 5 nothing deficit, tied it at 5-5, and it went 5-5 into extra innings, and the Phillies won it 
six to five. The second game, Astros made that lead stand up. We haven't settled anything, so we got best of five now, don't we? Well, we settled. We're going back to Philadelphia, where the weather, I'm sure, is going to be nice and balmy. <laughs> oh, Philadelphia! I declare. I, uh, I, I, I think uh, most. I don't know what people thought. I, I haven't kept up with the odds of, or what what the gamblers are saying at all on this World Series. I think. Houston has been favored, have they not? Oh, but, sure. Yeah, the Phillies uh, a wild card team coming in. The Astros yeah. uh, had the best record in the American League, so uh, and that's over some pretty good competition. So yeah, Astros are clearly the favorite coming into this deal. But as as we know, Jeff, all bets go off once you get into playoff time. I mean, Cincinnati Reds could win three or four games in a row if they got into playoffs. I don't think, <laughs> they, but they had to get there. Yeah. So any, anything can happen there. But uh, yeah, the Phillies. Plenty good to win it, but I, if I had to bet, I'd bet the Astros. I guess of the top six or seven teams around both leagues uh, that were supposed to be there, had a great shot to be there, and almost all of them got put out except Houston. It's the only, it's the only overwhelming oh, God, favorite yeah, that's still yeah, there. Yeah, some crazy things happened. Your Atlanta Braves, for example, the, met their Waterloo much earlier than they expected. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, we were we – were, <laughs> We were bragging about beating the Dodgers and all that kind of stuff last year, and et cetera, et cetera. And we and we we can't get there, and the Dodgers aren't there either. Uh, so you know, I I'm I'm a National League guy, and I think you are too. So yeah. I'd like to see the Phillies win it, and they haven't won it in a good while. And uh, and I, and I I like them, uh, and that would be a lot of be great for baseball, I think. But I have no idea whether I well I do know they can win it. Yes, they're there. Uh, you and I both know that there's been plenty of World Series where the team that was supposed to win did not. Jeff, we something has come to surface that just when I heard it, I thought that can't, can't be right, but it is right. Uh, this World Series is the first one since the Jackie Robinson days. There's not been a black American playing on either team in the World Series. It's the rise of the Hispanic population in, in Major League Baseball for sure. But uh, think about that. that that's pretty pretty amazing it's it's astounding really statistic i hadn't thought about it at all uh but evidently dusty baker had and others um and i don't know what the problem is i i think inner city sports perhaps basketball is easier cheaper to play that would be for everybody of course um it's not easier I, to get a pickup game for a basketball than it is for baseball, Yeah, that's sure. true. And the, the National Football League, I don't know what the figure is, but the NFL is about 65% black. Oh, I think it's higher than that. It may be. And uh, uh, But baseball, um, it's it's hovered around 5, 6, 7, 8%. Now, you're right about the – it's not – it's not. I don't think it's racism no, at don't all. No, I don't think so at all. I'm, uh, I, I'm not sure Dusty Baker was suggesting no, that. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he said that. Uh, you're right. Uh, because we have such a wide variety of of other minorities in baseball. I mean, from from uh, in, and you mentioned the, the big one, Hispanics, of course. Uh, but we've also got Koreans and Japanese and sure. uh, people from Australia, and uh, you know we we've got a lot of a lot of people. So, but blacks, I think in general, if we if we had a inner city opportunity. Uh, could excel in that sport as well as anything else. Well, I don't think there's much doubt about that. But if if you walk around high school baseball in the spring, you'll see that 
evident here. And, and uh, Mac Hawks in Oakland, I, I'm sure, will be more than glad to take every kid that can play baseball. Yes. And take him on. And as a matter of fact, like to have him. But, uh, Jeff, you can't put kids on teams that, that don't try out and not interested in playing. And, and there's just not much of it. I think you'd find the same thing at, at SportsCom and in, in the you know, major in, in Qantas leagues and the little leagues and all those kind of things. You just don't see nearly the numbers there that you see in other sports. I agree. I agree. I, and I don't know what the solution to that is, but. Uh... Well, it, it, is it a problem that this really needs a solution? Or not, you know, the kids have a chance to play, I, I think. You, you mentioned that I, and somebody can disagree if they'd like to, but I don't think it's racist about Little League baseball here. I don't think it's racist about high school baseball here. I, I just think it's the interest of the, the black athlete is to do something besides play back baseball. That's true, I, I, and I guess that is correct. Uh, uh, perhaps they don't like baseball as well, and that runs in cycles. There's no question about sure, that. Sure, it does run in cycles, and, and uh, we'll just have to see how it works itself out. Uh, so... You watched some a lot. Will you watch some more of the World Series? What's your, what's your take on that? So far, I've watched quite a bit of it. Uh, not all of it, but I've watched I've watched quite a bit, um, and I, I I enjoy it. I, I I'm I'm hoping that maybe go seven games, and I'm hoping the Phillies win it. But what what do we got? We got two in Philadelphia or three? Three, three, and then we go back to Houston. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then back to Houston if it's needed. Friday and Saturday, if that be the case. We mentioned one. Big change in Major League Baseball, and that being the the black athlete. The second huge change in the last 30, 40 years is the is the bullpen, the the use of the bullpen, the idea that a starting pitcher is going to go in in tonight's game. Jeff, if take the over and under on both pitchers at six innings at the very tops, wouldn't you think? Right. If somebody goes more than six in in the game tonight, it'll be make news. They're not. They go to the bullpen early and often. Both that, anybody that is, does. That is correct. If things go perfectly for the winning team, first guy will go six, second guy will go one, third guy will go one, and the closer comes in and shuts them down in the ninth. That's the perfect. That's the way baseball is played today. But it won't surprise. Well, first of all, it won't surprise you or me if that starting pitcher is is taken out oh. somewhere earlier than that. Oh gosh, second inning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I understand the, the prominence of the game has a lot to do with that, but the second inning, you give up three runs, you're gone. And in, in the regular season, you're going to get a chance to work your way through it, Maybe right? so. Maybe so. Right. Right. So, I, and it, so the use of pitchers, uh, and I know we have mentioned this before, but the use of pitchers has changed, and the mindset has changed. Um, when, when I was younger, many, many, many pitchers, they were they were expected they expected themselves to go sure. all the way, okay, and certainly to the ninth, and or through eight innings. That's what they expected of themselves. Now you'll hear. I mean, you you just said it yourself that the manager will say, if we can just get six innings out of old Jeff Jordan, I think we can close them out after that. They, and the pitcher knows that. And there's something magical about that 100 number, 100 pitches in the yeah. game, right? And I, I don't know if that's scientific or just the fact that you go there. That's that's kind of where it's at. I go back. I've said, told this before, I, and I am right on this one. <laughs> in the in this 75 World Series, Cincinnati Reds and the Boston Red Sox, Louis Tiant on the, on the mound. I love Louis. Ninth yeah. inning, Jeff. They're up by a run. 
Red Sox up by run. Reds have two runners on with one out in the ninth. The manager comes out. He's pitched 155 balls. <laughs> in this day and time, he'd never make it that. But guess what? He left Louis T. Yeah, on in the yeah. game <laughs> after 155 pitches with the game online, and he got the Reds out. I mean, he rewarded for that. That'll never happen again. No. No, it will never happen again. And if it did happen, uh, the, every, people would roast that manager. Uh, you know, for, for, for doing such a ridiculous thing. But 155 pitches, that's like saying you're going to drive to Nashville at 145 miles an hour. I mean, it's, that's, that's just crazy. You just wouldn't do that. And nobody goes 155 pitches. Well, but guess pitches. what? Louis Tion came back the next year and had a great year. <laughs> you know, He was a terrific pitcher. <laughs> he was. But those, those, those kinds of pitchers are clearly rare. And, yes. And, and we'll never get a chance to see if that happens again. Uh does this drive you crazy and will stop? It does me. I've got a pitcher, a relief pitcher comes in in the seventh, does a great job, gets three outs. Why does he not come out and pitch? I can't answer that one. Why would I want to take a chance on bringing old Jordan in after yeah. after John Jones out there? I mean, look, fantastic in, in the seventh. Why would I take a chance on somebody else? You know that happens all the time, and you can see managers getting antsy. You know, in the dugout, I, I I don't know. They get very worried, I guess. But if you get in trouble, you you walk a guy. Oh my gosh, they they <laughs> they come running out of the dugout <laughs> in the seventh inning to take you out and bring in some guy that's probably not as good as you are. Well, all right, uh, World Series tonight, uh, Middle Tennessee football, of course, on Saturday at Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee women's basketball tomorrow night, uh, exhibition game at six o'clock. Versus UT Southern, which used to be Martin right, College in right. Pulaski, Tennessee. It's, that's where it's at, but now it's taken over by the UT system. That'd be the case, and uh, all that. Jeff, appreciate you being here, of course. Enjoyed it. Monty Hale will be in tomorrow for more All Sports Talk. Rick Stocks will up next. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. From the Fox